guide to the spooky side. Where your three intrepid hosts lead you through the world of the supernatural and the unknown. Fallout. It's a Dawn of the Dead. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I totally thought Fallout. I don't know why. Full of weed and coffee again? I am. Always am. So I live my life. Full of weed. I understand. Full of squeaky chairs. <laughs> You're squeaky full of chairs. That must have been quite the experience to make that happen. Yeah. How'd you get it up there? Huge rectum. <laughs> I, you know, I thought you ate them. <laughs> <laughs> Two different thought processes going on here. Parallel, but not the same. You know what else is a parallel parallel thought process? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the skeptic's guide to the spooky side. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so fun for me when you guys force me to use the worst parts of everything for the intro. That's exactly why I did it. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Skeptic's Guide to the Spooky Side. We are your hosts of this universe and all other universes uh, in between and beyond. I am uh, the sleep paralysis demon in the corner of your room eating a Flintstones push pop. Chuck, Charles, Rosner. Joined by my two... Do we have to call you your full name each time? Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't, I'll come to you tonight. Yeah, you have to always call him by his full Isn't name. Isn't that the dream? The sleep paralysis demon sl- sleeping in the corner of your room, eating a, p- a Flintstone push pop, Chuck standing. Charles I don't. Rosner. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. <laughs> what is it, standing? Standing? Yeah. yeah. I'm standing. sorry, I mispronounced it. My bad. You, you fucker. I'm it's coming to your house dialect, tonight. It's just a weird dialect, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I am the ghost formerly known as Travis Divinerver. Um... Boo. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And I am Alec Pettigrew, haunted by a hyena spirit. (laughs) Yep. We gotta get some more words in that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little simple, but I'm a simple guy. Possessed by a hyena spirit, um, I think is probably more accurate. (laughs) I mean, I've heard him laugh. We've all Maybe it's many. He's just living in a cave full of hyena spirits. That's the thing. He is their master. They bow master. before him. I command the hyenas. <laughs> he's like, he's Which like the odd, scar because it's actually a female. Spirits. It's a matriarchal society, really. It's true. Oh, interesting. It's very true. That's nice. Yeah, learn something. Hyenas new. have a matriarchal yeah, society. It's a very progressive you know. household you're living. Or is that just like real facts about hyenas? I didn't. know No, that's real facts <laughs> about it's hyenas. Real facts about hyenas. <laughs> I know nothing of hyenas. I'll <laughs> defer to Alec you. Knows. Alec knows everything about hyenas. We are going, uh, we'll just dive right into the topic here in just in just a second, but I just want to say, because this will come out afterwards and after we've all seen it, but a big congratulations to uh, the ghost formerly known as Travis Diffender for, oh, for <laughs> a, a beautiful uh, WGF showcase. Yes. Thanks, it man. Very in, it was very enjoyable to watch. It was hilarious. That. It was hilarious. so fun to do. I didn't know it was going to be called out in this, but it was yeah, amazing. man. Of course, I had a screenshot of Travis with his finger up his nose. It was great. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, great. The best part of yeah. my performance, really. Method acting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you missed it this year, <laughs> shit out of luck. Um, but <laughs> next year it'll be back, and we will Hell be yeah. sure to promote it um, so that everybody can uh, watch. The beauty that is Mr. Tarvis Dinkle Farmer. Yeah. Some videos may wind up on YouTube's this next week, so I'll make sure I'll post them and stuff. So you can yeah, see do it, and we'll um, and we'll always uh, promote that kind of shit. So Hell yeah. I loved all the skits. 
Oh, it's dude, fantastic. My cast was brilliant. All the work that they wrote and stuff, just so fucking good. <laughs> Every performance was great. And Ricky Lindholm, just amazing. <laughs> so cool. Fantastic. And let me tell you, uh, Travis wrote a song about not remembering things that literally everyone can identify with. Yeah. So I think... You do yeah. that pause halfway down the hallway. It's like, son of a bitch. Now I gotta go back in there. Stand in the middle of the room. <laughs> what did Why I did come, I come and to just this? wait? What did I come to this store for? I don't, what am I supposed to buy? I should have made a list. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. But just wanted to give uh, Travis his props. Um, so you can f- you can find uh, the video of his song on his YouTube channel. Indeed, um, he did post that. He also posted it on his Instagram page, which. Uh, oh. Shout it up, up at the top. Diff was here on Instagram. Fucking uh, shit. I didn't know I was going to get this whole treatment. I, I feel like love a, you. a guy. Yeah. I you got are, more songs are a guy. too. So Good. Yeah. We it's love it. And uh, up at the top, I'm going to say this because we don't usually do this up at the top, but I'm going to do it up at the top. Just I'm booking the podcast with this. Yeah. But um, hey, if you're listening right now hey. and you like what you're hearing, fucking subscribe yeah fucking do it man what are you doing subscribe or follow and rate and review all that shit we're trying to grow the podcast yeah make sure you do all five hours of podcast listening rate review follow tell your friends and listen all five hours all of those yeah all those start with yeah those yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways on to the topic this week uh it is my turn uh, to be the guide, as you may have guessed, because, well, I'm talking the most. Uh, but <laughs> it is a clue. <laughs> it is a good clue. We are delving back into the world of government conspiracy this week. Love it. Yay. And also, continuing our uh, our theme of nautical incidents here. <laughs> we, I like that choice of, of words. Yeah, we, nautical incidents. <laughs> for some reason, we love our boats here. Um, yeah, good bunny man boats. Uh, yep. Today <laughs> we are going to be talking about the Philadelphia experiment. Oh my God! Oh boy! Yeah, I mentioned this. I've heard the, of this. I mentioned it on the Ghost Ships episode and said that I wanted to do um do an episode on this. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be like a little bitty short research thing but it got real wacky let me tell you i'm very excited i'm strapped in i got i got my tinfoil hat on i'm ready to go love it's gonna be great okay so alec if you don't know anything about it you'll find out pretty quickly so just you know hold on to your butt no do it actually do it yeah actually physically like grasp your cheeks if you don't do it they can track your position you gotta got maintain untrackability by firmly grasping your cheeks I've betwixt got your fingers. Yep. Alec has firmly grasped his cheeks. Betwixt. Firmly grasped. Firmly grasped. The year is 1943. Our boys are over fighting them Nazis. And the American war machine is in full swing America America America. so 
during this time period, everybody knows, uh, military research was going absolutely apeshit. We were always looking for the next piece of technology that would help us defeat the Axis powers. And most people associate the Manhattan Project with this, but it was not just the atomic bomb that we were researching, ladies and gentlemen. There were so many other things that they were looking into during this time period. Microwave technologies. Exactly. (laughs) And for this particular experiment, we are still in the realm of physics, however. Yeah. Specifically, uh, an unpublished theory by Albert Einstein uh, called the Unified Field Theory. Um, I don't really know what it is. (laughs) I don't really understand it. I don't know where I've Uh, heard that term before. You probably have heard it somewhere in science fiction. It was probably Big Bang Theory, too. Probably. I um, <laughs> think I heard about I, it in Scooby-Doo. That's where I did all my learning. That th- you get a lot of science through Scooby-Doo. Yep. Let me tell you. <laughs> Them meddling kids. Them meddling kids. They sure did know quite a lot about the science fair. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Please Talk move on. Had a cat. I'm moving on. <laughs> so I think that I think that it involves merging the theory of relativity with quantum mechanics, but I don't know. I barely Um, understand the theory of relativity, if I'm honest. Well, the theory of relativity basically is saying that energy and mass are interchangeable. So, uh, or energy and matter are interchangeable, I should say. That's more accurate. Sure. Uh, So, like, the, like, that's whole, like, if you look at, like, Star Trek, Mm -hmm. the idea behind the replicator is that they're taking energy and turning it into matter. Um, so, yeah, And yeah. the same thing goes with the transporter. Like, people could be turned into energy and, in theory, sent somewhere else and then reconstituted because matter and energy are interchangeable. At least that's my... It makes sense through... St- thank, thank you for doing it through Star You're Trek. Welcome. That's the only science I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly. That is... That is my basic understanding. It may be completely wrong. Um, but please, please, if you know what this is or know how to explain it, please email us at sgsspod at gmail.com. I will love to hear it. Again, that's sgsspod at gmail.com. If you want to explain quantum mechanics to me, I would love to read it. Personally. Please, in your email, not for us, for you know those who might ask us for it, uh, explain it to us like we're four-year-olds um, not for us yeah. again again yeah it's for so, everyone else but yeah for the audience to so help we can us explain, explain it to, it to others yeah like yeah, yeah. like we're like we don't have a lot of brain like we're cavemen just just write to us like we're the dumbest people on or we're the lowest common denominator of intelligence <laughs> yeah <laughs> because we are but basically what the end goal of the experiment was was to create a cloaking device Ooh. um they wanted to make the ship disappear, uh, like, completely. So the ship in question was the USS Eldridge, which was supposedly docked in, you guessed it, Philadelphia. <laughs> and according to witnesses, and we will get into details on who those witnesses are later, um, the Eldridge was equipped with experimental equipment in the form of a lar- of large electrical generators while it was docked in the Philadelphia shipyard. The idea behind the experiment is that gravity and electromagnetism 
are interchangeable. And if you create enough of an electromagnetic electromagnetic field, you could bend light to the point uh, where it would be refracted to make the ship invisible. Okay. So basically, that does like sound familiar. Yeah. So basically, like we're created to the point where it's like you know light is being bent off of it, like kind of like a black hole, almost is what I'm thinking. There was um, a, a guy who used to have a show, Michio Kaku. He's like a, a yeah. scientist. He, I think yeah. he did an episode on something similar to that theory. I, I, yeah. I would have to rewatch. Good old Michio Kaku. That guy was awesome. Good old Michio Kaku. It's a futurist. He built a lightsaber. It was cool. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, see the one so, that had it, like, it, sorry, it was made of plasma. It was like yeah. a plasma saber. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty cool. So, uh, testing apparently was going well. Until, of course, it didn't, which is why we have a story. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, one alleged test went terribly awry. And this was on October 28th, 1943. Uh, Once the generators were fired up, a dense green fog appeared, and the ship vanished completely. While the ship was gone, it was said to be teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, <laughs> over 200 miles away. What an this underwhelming was place to be to be teleported to. <laughs> right? This was, uh, the weather's nice there this time of year. <laughs> this was supposedly uh, reported by sailors above the USS Andrew Furseth. They claimed to see the Eldridge in the water for several minutes, and then it disappeared. And it appeared once again in its original location in Philadelphia. Uh, afterwards, sailor, sailors aboard the Eldridge claimed to experience nausea, mental disorders, and some were said to even be fused with the bulkheads of the ship. Ooh, that's cool. No, that's yeah. so, no, that's sad. That's terrifyingly that's cool. <laughs> that's and what a tragedy. Yeah, and some sailors were just reported missing and never seen again. Whoa. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> when was I mean, this again? It's so awful for those families. Uh, October 28th, 1943. Okay. So, yeah. After- <laughs> I need a t-shirt that's just Alex's favorite sentence there. It's the, the question you always ask. When is this again? <laughs> I'm just trying okay. to get a time frame. It's like, it, it helps. It helps visually. It just makes World me happy every time it happens. What, what is this when again? Was, when was this? They answer, and it's always okay. Just right okay. <laughs> scribble, so, scribble. <laughs> after the experiment, uh, the parameters were altered to make it uh, to make it so that the ship was invisible to radar, uh, and any sailors involved in the teleportation incident were sub- subsequently subjected to brainwashing to cover up the experiment though uh, many were reported to have suffered like long-lasting side effects even after this was covered up (laughs) well you would i would imagine being fused with the walls of a ship might last a while yeah Uh, right i might have some lasting effects temporary side effects at best yeah Yeah. maybe a little bit like i don't know just uncomfortable around the water throw some aloe on it (laughs) (laughs) So, you might be asking, 
if all of this is so hush-hush and spooky, how do we know about it? Yeah, hey, Chuck. If all of this is so hush-hush, <laughs> why do we know about it? Good question, Chuck. <laughs> you might think this was a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. Uh, documents being declassified after years of secrecy, like the JFK assassination. But no, none of those reputable sources. This was a little more old school and sketchy as all hell. (laughs) Yay. So, in 1955. When? 1955. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. The year of our Lord, 1955. Hold on, I'm prepping for the test. Let me write that down. Uh, An anonymous package was sent to the Office of Naval Research with Happy Easter written on it. Inside this package Uh, was a book. And like no from note? No nothing? Nope. An anonymous package. To start. The Easter Bunny doesn't leave notes. Happy happy Easter. That's all it said. (laughs) Inside the package was a book written by a guy named Morris K. Jessup. Uh, This book is titled The Case for UFO, Unidentified Flying Objects. So this is 1955. So put yourself in this idea that this is before flying saucer mania really took off. This is like pretty early on into it. Um, And this book is the genesis of a lot of stuff that uh, UFO like mythology would revolve around. We're talking about the flying saucers and ancient aliens stuff. So this is a lot of that was in this book. Yeah. Um, I mean, this sounds like not to like diminish, but that definitely sounds like just a clever advertising thing that they did. Yeah. Well, you know, just, just you wait. Um, so, <laughs> The author of the book, uh, Boris K. Jessup, he was an astronomer and an archaeologist. Um, And also a fun fact about him, uh, he was a a photographer uh, with the U.S. Department of Agriculture on an expedition to Brazil to investigate the possibilities of growing rubber in the Amazon. Hmm. Uh, And his findings uh, would later be used by Henry Ford of the Ford Motor Company to create a rubber plant rubber plantation called get this Fordlandia so Fordlandia <laughs> this is a real place I and a real thing fire. also Henry Ford uh, noted Nazi so there oh, you go oh, I don't want to be there anymore <laughs> <laughs> Come with I guess me I should say and you'll never mind a world of F-150 toughness <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Henry Ford may not have actually been like I don't know if he was like a, a straight up Nazi, uh, but he was a Nazi sympathizer uh, at least. I mean, that's not different. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but in the margins of this particular copy that was sent to the O and R, uh, there were scrawled notes written by three different types of blue ink. Uh, these seem to be messages written between three different extraterrestrial beings commenting on the text and how close Jessup's theories were to the <laughs> truth. They referred to each other as, quote, gypsies and mentioned two different types of 
people living in outer space. They also specifically mentioned the Philadelphia experiment and how close it came to Jessup's theories. It also should be noted that these particular annotations are poorly punctuated and have non-traditional strange capitalization. <laughs> so they just basically got riff tracks delivered to their door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a riff tracks version of this book right here. <laughs> It's it's space riff tracks. It's just <laughs> earth, it's aliens roasting some dude the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that is it. <laughs> Ew, we came light years away <laughs> just yeah. to fuck with this one dude. Hey, you read about this. Yeah, it's yeah. like stone aliens. About this? Like, Have you seen this? Hey, you know it would be funny if we did. We can take <laughs> book from Earthling about UFO and we comment in margin. Make fun. Give to government. Big laugh. Speed yes, away. We do. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. Roast human. Idiot <laughs> human. Idiot <laughs> human. They're not wrong. So here's here's where the story continues to get weird. Okay. Uh, after the package arrived, a man by the name of Carlos Allen began sending letters to Morris K. Jessup. In January of 1956, mm-hmm. he used his own name, and he also used another alias of Carlos Miguel Allende. <laughs> Allende, that's fun. I like that. It's a fancy name. He yeah. sounds handsome. Allende. Yeah. It's more. Uh, it's more interesting than Carlos Allen. So there you go. This first letter that uh, Jessup received was a warning to stop investigating UFOs. Uh, this is also where the first mention in the Philadelphia experiment uh, occurs, like mm-hmm. or the particulars of it. So Allen claimed that there were experiments using Einstein's unpublished theories and that a scientist named Franklin Reno implemented these at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in 1943. Allen said that he witnessed all of this while serving on the SS Andrew Furseth. So remember, that was the ship that said that it saw the Eldridge appear in Norfolk, Virginia in 1943. Yeah. Okay. So he was one Thank of those sailors on there. Reconnecting that, that dot. Yeah. Hey, when was this yeah. again? <laughs> when was this? this? This letter was sent in 1956. Oh. January of okay. 1956. Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it, but the uh, package was sent to or the package arrived at the ONR um, in December of 1955. So why Easter. it was why it was labeled Happy Easter? Who the fuck knows? Um, <laughs> Just some the aliens were like, some holiday seems to be happening. <laughs> There's a holiday. <laughs> Copy paste. Send days later. <laughs> yes, we'll be fine. Easter. They will admit. Maybe it's easiest to spell. <laughs> Maybe it got lost in the mail. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, Jessup wrote Alan back. He said he would need more evidence, uh, understandably. And uh, Yeah, right? Alan responded to that letter by saying his memory would need to be recovered first in order to give more evidence. And he referred to a Philadelphia newspaper article that couldn't be corroborated or found. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. In 1957, 
another year later, the ONR brought Boris K. Jessup uh, in to show him the copy of his book that they were sent. Hey, look, man, you got fucking roasted. (laughs) 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 They had opinions on what you said. (laughs) They came down here just to fuck with you. Yeah, look, they're laughing at you. Like, right there. So wild. Yeah. Anyway. Well, (laughs) it was here we found out who our mysterious alien pin pals are. Oh. Uh, Carlos Allen. That makes makes sense. I was feeling that coming. That makes sense to me. That tracks. Yeah. Jessup confirmed that all of the annotations resembled his handwriting. Um, (laughs) And... Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And now you might say to yourself, well, is that proof? Just looking at it and saying, oh, yeah, that looks like his. Well, about 12 years later, Alan admitted he wrote the annotated version. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Very fun. Yeah, I did it. He wrote it to, quote, scare the hell out of Jessup. (laughs) He didn't even have a cool reason. He didn't say, I was channeling the aliens what they were telling me to write i wrote it was he could have man just to scare him that's funny yeah not even i'm channeling hatred towards him no i just wanted to spook him i just wanted to give him a spook do him a little fright do him a little fright um so it's funny though you can actually read uh, the annotated version of this book of uh the case for ufo unidentified flying uh colon unidentified flying objects uh, so uh, one of the officers in charge of the investigation George W. Hoover he meant yeah <laughs> we're getting into the middle initials again yeah, uh, super fun. that's a combination of two terrible people right. <laughs> oh, wait, now oh my god <laughs> I didn't even think of that when I, when I was looking at this <laughs> Jesus so <laughs> He mentioned uh, the book to a guy named Austin N. Stanton, who was the president of Vero Manufacturing Corporation, uh, during some meetings about contract work. Um, so uh, Hoover was like investigating or whatever, and like Austin Stanton was like super into this, uh, and he became so interested he made copies, um, which were distributed. And this is the so-called Vero edition um it's been published and you can buy it on amazon if you want to read this you can also (laughs) still buy tracks okay right you can also still buy uh the the case for ufo and identify flying objects of course Mm -hmm. um i'm sure that book is probably interesting based on what you said about the person interesting uh, but yeah yeah i don't i don't know i've heard it's kind of dry but oh fun well, I mean, you have I to know. keep books. I haven't, I haven't read it. Um, I didn't have the time to read a whole book. I would rather have a dry book than a wet book. So, <laughs> Exactly. Nobody wants a wet book. <laughs> the so, page is just slopping. Sorry. Uh. Where does this leave us, right? Um, so we basically have uh, the, the progenitor of the Philadelphia experiment, Carlos Allen, right? Yeah. Yep. He came up with this. And uh, he wrote this, he sent this Vero edition, that's what we'll call it, the one with the notes, to the ONR. Um, I guess, I don't know why. Um, 
but uh, so interesting where these folks ended up. So a trigger warning for anyone who is sensitive to talk about suicide. Um, but Morris K. Jessup, he wrote three more books about UFOs uh, in his time. Uh, he didn't see any success, really. Oh, man. Um, yeah, and eventually his publisher dropped him. In 19, uh, his publisher dropped him, and in 1958, his wife left him. Oh, he's not having a, a good visit. time. No, he's not having a good time. <laughs> On a visit to New York, his friends described him as unstable, as you can imagine. Yeah. And upon returning to his home in Florida, he was in a terrible car accident, oh. and it was difficult to recover from. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. Poor dude. Yeah, this guy had it really rough, and... On April 20th, 1959, Jessup's vehicle was found on the side of the road full of toxic fumes and a hose leading from the window to the exhaust. Uh, ah. Yeah, the death sad. was ruled a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, people who are uh, like they holdouts. They don't believe it's a suicide. Yeah. Holdout believers in the Philadelphia experiment do not believe it's a suicide. They think he was killed. Uh, by the government or whatever yeah, to hush it up. Yeah, but all signs point to it. It's like, come on. I know. He was just, he was very sad and he had a lot, I mean, like, this This is why people who, this is why I always say to people who come forward with, like, UFO evidence and stuff like that, yeah. people always like, oh, they're looking for glory, they're looking for attention, they're looking for money. No, UFOs do not give you glory, attention, or money. It ruins your fucking life. Just yeah. look at Morris K. Jessup. I think the only person who's gotten like fame and glory from this like UFO theory stuff is George Giorgio Sukalos. Yeah, <laughs> that name is foreign to me. No, we you know we've had this exact conversation about who Giorgio Sukalos is on this podcast. He's, He's the aliens, aliens guy from guy. Ancient Aliens. Yeah. The one with the gotcha. Crazy crazy. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, all right. He's done well, yeah. but he's like the odd exception of it. Usually, UFO whistleblowers, which he's not. He's a UFO historian. UFO yeah. whistleblowers and stuff. Things don't go well for them in life. <laughs> no, no, no. It it really is like you know because I mean people don't people don't believe this stuff to begin with. Oh yeah, straight up. And for another thing. Um, and for another thing, people also like tend to publicly shame people who come forward with any sort of evidence. Shame. So, <laughs> that person's exactly. crazy. It must not be yeah. real. Or oh yeah, no. You, it, their experience isn't valid. It's like well, whatever happened, hear him out. Like it yeah. instantly will ruin your reputation. Like a ton of the uh, the Roswell whistleblowers or whatever on their deathbeds are like, oh yep, uh, definitely was dealing with some aliens and stuff, and people. Like they're lying. They're yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So. so there were other books published uh, later on that claimed to offer quote unquote proof of the experiment uh, taking place. Uh, mm-hmm. These all, in one way or another, just parrot back uh, Carlos Allen's uh, story. Um, <laughs> Carl What's Allen didn't proof? really. My brain yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Carl about- Allen. <laughs> didn't really play any major role later on uh people who attempted to contact him described him as difficult to reach and over the years he confessed that the philadelphia experiment was a hoax 
then he recanted that confession and then he confessed again um he was described by many people uh that uh, his family uh in particular as uh, mentally unstable unstable and uh quote-unquote master leg puller well i mean what? he did oh <laughs> that's sorry that took me a second <laughs> he did you know do a riff tracks of an entire book put it on some government doorstep with the, the thing that said happy easter so yeah uh, not exactly coming up stable with that <laughs> by itself yeah, yeah. that tracks yeah. So I say was uh, because he did die on March 5th of 1994, I assume of old age. Sure. Uh, did not say how uh, he died. R.I.P. Yep, yeah, R.I.P. Carl Allen. Carlos. Well, at least now he can give some real little spooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's as a ghost. a ghost. He's ghosting around, doing riff tracks yeah. on books as a ghost. Yeah. He haunts the libraries. Yeah. So there was a film made uh, based on the story in 1984 called The Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, I looked at a trailer at it. It looks like a cheesy sci-fi B-movie. Sounds um, fantastic, and I want to watch it. <laughs> yep. I haven't watched it, but um, the trailer looks mildly entertaining. Yeah. Probably okay if you like cheesy <laughs> sci-fi B-movies. Uh, there was an X episode of The X-Files that was based off of it. Uh, Sweet. It's, it's called... Uh, Dude, calm. Uh, the O is got the little slash mark through it, uh, oh. like Swedish, I guess. I think <laughs> Swedish. Yeah, I am Swedish. Calm is spelled with a K, so I think it's a, uh, a Swedish thing. Weird. It's a little nuts. Um, it involves like I think there's a scene in there where Mulder rapidly ages. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's kind of pretty crazy. You do a watch party yeah. with all that. Do some B Dude. movie, a B movie night. Dude, like this is completely unrelated, but I, I've mentioned this to you guys, and I'll and I'll say it to the audience too, so that everybody can hear it. There's so many shows that I think deserve like a retrospective podcast. X Files yeah. is definitely one of them. That would be a very um, long podcast, but it'd be fun. <laughs> would be. Uh, I but I'd love to do a retrospective on Adventure Time, a retrospective on, De on Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, and well, uh, we need to finish the retrospective. Yes. We'll just start over because, like, at this point, I don't know where those episodes are. So. We'll do a whole, like, uh -oh. hot minute X Files retrospective on the Ryan Reynolds episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a Jack Black episode. <laughs> I know. There's so many great cameos in that show. It's not even fantastic. cameos. I don't really see like one episode ever. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant so show. So good. For the one that says they like the sci fi the most. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yep. haven't seen it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. With that, yeah. What do we think, guys? Um, Philadelphia well, Experiment, real or not real? I think. Um, go first, Alex. What? Yeah. Uh, God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. What's his name go again? Ahead. Don't let me interrupt you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Allen. Yeah. I think he had a bad time, and it came out a little nasty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the summation of the entire Philadelphia Experiment. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a bad time, and uh, uh, it showed it showed an ugly head uh, as a product of his his issues. <laughs> I see. Right. Okay. Uh, this is a whole genre of 
sci-fi and fantasy storytelling that like still persists to this day you know the thing that slips out of space or time it, usually it's like a flight of people like i think the show manifest is, is just yeah. like this there's a it's a whole thing i don't know if it's spawned from the idea of this story or like if it was something that was already popular at the time but like it's a whole genre of storytelling and uh i could see somebody who's obviously got the issues that carlos did coming up with some wacky stuff and if that's the entire basis for it i don't believe it but it's really fucking cool <laughs> so yeah it just sounds it like it's really cool some some fun hooey yep yep that could be the name of our podcast you know some, some fun, fun hooey. hooey some fun yeah. hooey. <laughs> yeah. could be um i would agree with you uh also side note um mm-hmm. i watched all of manifest and uh that show got really like it had a really weird religious tint in the last few seasons which random random right and also i called the ending uh before actually seeing it so oh, fun. there you go cool. yeah uh I'll tell it to you guys off air. I was going to say, uh, spoil so it now spoil for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for the end of Manifest if you haven't seen it. Um, but basically, like, they go through all this shit. The plane disappears and they reappear five years later. And they have to deal with all this other shit. And the whole time they're having these callings, which are, like, supposed to be, like, you know, people that they're supposed to help or whatever. Oh. Uh, and the callings are, like, the key to, like, you know, saving the passengers. Because apparently the closer, like, they approach to a certain date they're all gonna like fucking poof and disappear and die um what <laughs> yeah a thanos uh, time bomb it's it, it's nuts you have to watch the show it's crazy um but the end of the series it basically ends like they uh they walk off the plane or they get back onto the plane at some point during the show um, and then they walk off the plane and they walk off the plane like the plane never disappeared. They're just at the airport and like everything that happened in the entire series never happened. Uh, but they remember everything that happened. So there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They did that it's shit in Twilight. Something else. Uh, yeah. You know, there's but, probably like one guy on that plane who didn't learn his lesson. He's like, I know what to invest in now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny you say... It, it's funny you say that because there was a moralistic component to it, uh, and if you were a bad person, you just like poofed and died uh, and never landed. So oh. they just disappeared. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. Well, no, no, never mind. You can be good and then be tempted. So yes, yeah. so, someone did some investing. <laughs> that's true. Um, and that's how but, Elon Musk was made. Uh, exactly. <laughs> At any rate, um, so. You got, I, I tend to agree with both of you guys, uh, and I would say it was harmless if it were not for the death of uh, Morris K. Jessup, um, yeah. who this did not help, you know, him. Yeah, uh, for sure. And it led to his eventual suicide. Oh, I used um, the wrong name then. I said Carlos Allen. No, uh, Carlos Allen was the guy who wrote the letters uh, that, like, you know where he he wrote the annotations and like you know he was the one who started the whole thing and okay. it basically like you know morris k jessup is the guy who wrote the book <laughs> yeah, <what is> this? <laughs> yeah. okay and eventually killed himself because of the right 
his career never took off and his wife left him and all that stuff. Yeah, sad. Yeah. So have we considered we the possibility? That I have proof that oh. says that this never happened. Oh so. shit. You ready? <laughs> Always. Well, have we considered the possibility that Carlos was a bear? Um I'm pretty sure he wasn't, but I appreciate the I appreciate trying to work that in there. I, you know, I mean, if he's a big to, enough guy and he's you know, to. he's got like a hairy chest and all, he might maybe one of the what, people who wrote the annotations was a bear. Sure, it was Carlos and his bear friend. They can learn right. tricks. Sure. Well, they know yes. they know they can do more than tricks. Get a little get a little pin in between his claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So here's what makes it not real. Uh the Eldridge, the ship that was supposedly disappeared, uh-huh. uh it was not commissioned until August twenty seventh, nineteen forty three. Huh. So that's still like you know within time of like you know the experiment however it was in port in new york until september of 1943 and when the october experiments supposedly took place the eldritch was in the bahamas undergoing shakedown exercises oh fun so now Detractors from that, believers in the Philadelphia Experiment conspiracy, will say that the ship's logs were altered uh, to show that this is how it is. But, I mean, these is just facts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the ONR, the Office of Naval Research, uh, to remind everyone, it, has, it issued a statement in 1996 saying they have never conducted these experiments and the whole thing is is science fiction okay well i mean i don't trust your word but you know in this particular case i probably agree with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah and also the fact that there's no corroborating evidence besides uh one guy saying oh about yeah the green fog I, I told you <laughs> yeah exactly i mean there's not there's nothing to support uh, like to like back this up uh like remember Carl Allen mentioned a, a newspaper article. Yeah, could never be found. Yeah, I have like three thoughts on why it's just it's stupid on conception. <laughs> yeah, and I so lost also most of them. <laughs> I got a back. It's okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's great. You can after this last bit, I, I'll I'll let you. That you'll let you say it. them. I appreciate. I'll it. allow it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, there is a bit of theory about where this whole thing came from. Uh, from one Jacques Vallée, which if you know if you know anything about UFOs or any of that, uh, Jacques Vallée is a noted like UFO like <laughs> guy. Uh, he sort of like more so buys into the the idea that UFOs are a metaphysical event or a psychic phenomenon instead of um, like. I hate that theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of like physical objects, uh, he says uh, his theory is that the Eldritch was confused with another ship, uh, and this ship was the Ingstrom. Uh, and that the sounds Ingstrom, familiar too. Yeah, it, it was supposedly equipped with the degaussing machine, which made it quote unquote invisible to magnetic underwater landmines. Oh, cool! So the idea being that the 
uh, machine would uh, degauss the hull of the ship to make it so that magnetic uh, underwater mines couldn't stick to it. That's kind of cool. Useful. Yeah. And that was that was his theory is that the Eldritch was confused with that particular ship and that the invisibility was the actual like mine invisibility. So before I wrap this up, Travis, you said you had three things you want to talk about. Yeah, so first thing, um, when a ship is commissioned in the military, uh, usually it takes forever to build, but like right after it's commissioned, they do all kinds of rigorous testing on the thing, and uh, they they get the crew to do a bunch of exercises and that kind of deal because they want to make sure that uh, the crew is ready. And also, nothing in the world has more problems than a brand new boat. <laughs> That's just a thing. I don't know why it is, but like, uh, anytime you you hear about like a new military boat, so many maintenance problems right away. The older boats they'll last forever. New boats. That's because they fixed just, all the problems finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why. Isn't it is that, that the age old so, debate of you know like the engineer versus the mechanic, the people who build it versus the people who design it? Yeah, and the people who fix it. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so many weird issues with new boats. So, like, I I don't see it being a fully operational, experimental thing right away. Uh, yeah. It being in the Bahamas doing drills sounds right to me. Um, second, why why if they were doing a highly experimental invisibility and the teleportation test, why would they be doing it in Philadelphia Bay where there's so many eyes everywhere? That's how Good they question. know if it works. <laughs> sure. Hey, there's a big ship over there. Oh, it didn't work. <laughs> Where'd it go? I you can't see it. see it. You didn't see anything. It's, I don't think they would be doing that in Philadelphia. It feels like they go You need an yeah, audience. Elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's a big audience. <laughs> also, this is audience. supposedly a top secret, you know, top secret like yeah. experiment. They're not going to be doing a top secret... F- Experiment in Philadelphia Bay. <laughs> yeah. Who would suspect it? Everyone. <laughs> the Nazis would definitely have known about it, that's for sure. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what's with the green haze that's always around that boat? <laughs> Crazy. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so, there's a. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing that came up, like, in this particular, like, uh, research that i found is like there's actually a law on the books that uh if something is developed by an independent like individual uh and the government finds it to be too dangerous or Mm -hmm. like too um risky for it to be created and distributed uh the government can actually seize the patent and basically say like you know this belongs to us now uh and it's no it's not going to be made Sounds um, pretty tyrannical, but it yeah. at the same time makes sense. No, I fully yeah. get it. You don't want, you know, homemade nukes and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I only made so, this because my neighbor keeps like mowing parts of my lawn. Hey, dog, keeps it, shitting them alone. Yeah, I I just you know mutually assured destruction felt like the right answer between us. So <laughs> I made me one. I gave him one. I filed a patent because I thought a home a home nuke was a pretty nice thing. But then government t- came and took it from me. Tyrants. This is <laughs> ours now. 
uh, that's pretty interesting. But also, uh, I think that the ex- the Philadelphia experiment is a lot of bullshit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It is. It's nothing more than a crazy man's idea uh, that kind of caught steam. I see. I think that mostly the, the reason that this caught on is because of the Vero manuscript. Um, sure. So the Vero edition of this book was just sensational enough for people to like, you know, to latch on to this and be like, ooh, yeah, this is interesting. Aliens talking about our, our, our Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> They're correcting this. us. They must be right. Now, yeah, you got to have a critical they, eye to really evaluate shit like this. It's, it's the people who really just want it to be true or assuming it is. Yeah. And it's here's rough. the bullshit. And here's the bullshit about this is that the Vero edition was published, you know, separately from Morris K. Jessup's book, and I guarantee you, he didn't see a dime of hmm. that because it's something completely different. That's um, annoying. It's a parody. <laughs> yeah, it's really shitty and really stupid. Um, but yeah, and and that's the thing is like if you try to explain this to people and say and give them all of this information, telling them that this isn't real because of X, Y, and Z. They're just going to naturally say, nah, the government's lying to us. Uh, so I mean, they're right, but like in this case, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I think like the government always lies to us, of course, but at the same time, like, if this technology was something that could be used or actually it was like something that was being developed, why hasn't not, hasn't it been used since? Yeah. Huh? And like, how come electromagnetic stuff made teleport yeah it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> in scientifically speaking like it doesn't make any sense uh, no I'm not, um i'm not tracking it yeah i don't know and even if it was like even if it was a blip in space time yeah you wouldn't end up at the same place you left yeah i mean the only technology <laughs> i know of that makes teleportation even close to debatable is spores um and <laughs> you know the my the the network spores the video game no no like the the spores <laughs> of the fungus that pervades space and time and we have to make a spore drive in, in order to teleport i'm back to star this trek. is a this is star okay. trek discovery yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right. <laughs> all right this was this was the bullshit uh science behind teleportation and star trek discovery gotcha. it was, re- it was yeah. a very dumb explanation. i was like what are you talking really about stupid. i haven't yeah. seen no, star no. trek by the way for the people who are going to hate me now <laughs> it's fine you don't have to watch discovery it's not good um i watched Another that whole Alex series shirt just says i haven't seen it <laughs> i haven't watched that yet that's the yeah. quote i'm trying to get yet. caught yet. up capitalized yeah. still haven't yeah. done it yeah but i mean that's that's the philadelphia experiment people who believe in it are going to believe in it wholeheartedly yeah um and they're not going to believe anything that says anything against it because they're going to say it's part of a cover-up um but when it boils down to it this is a story that came from one person uh, that got distributed that just sort of caught on. Um, it's like an internet conspiracy theory today. Um, yeah. It's just happened before the internet was a thing. So, you know, there you go. It's moments like this that make me feel like we're actually doing good work by making this podcast. It's, it's <laughs> so weird. 
the whole we set out to make a bunch of silly bullshit about spooky bullshit and then we've wound up on this path of like actually showing the way to look at spooky bullshit in a weird way yeah so we we have fun with it and we can point you to it and we also at the same time are like hey really apply a critical eye to this stuff (laughs) well i think that everybody should i mean like that's the thing is like and this is one of the things that i've kind of learned while doing this podcast because like i i mean i love spooky bullshit i love government conspiracy but you should look at it with a critical eye you should not just accept everything that you read as blatant fact i mean (laughs) it's become more and more of a problem in our day and age Absolutely. Not and letting if your opinion like get too far ahead of you. Yeah, I read right. an article. I read a book that someone self-published from their garage. <laughs> right. And if somebody published a book or somebody wrote an article on the internet, and if that's all you look at, then that's all you have to base off of it. But all you have to do is like do back research, like you know look up like where they're getting their information from see where they're citing their sources from yeah Yeah. and then you wind up with some debunkings but there are still some really cool things out there to believe in and latch on to the deep dives on each of these have been so i want to say enlightening fun first and then also you you get to learn cool facts along the way it was, I it's mean, been a journey for me, because I was much more inclined yeah. to believe when we started, and now I'm like, fuck, nothing's real. Nothing exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even believe in me. Who am I? I don't know. <laughs> We're, nothing is you're, real at all. You're a ghost. Um, <laughs> I do believe in but ghosts. I, but I still, I still think there are things out there that we can't explain. Don't get me wrong. I am not the person who is like, you know piss on your parade you know but like when it comes to stuff like this like the philadelphia experiment it's just not real i mean like you just have to look at the facts and like the fact of the matter is this all came from one dude and he didn't have any evidence to back up what he was saying he just made something up well the original snowball doesn't have to be big you just got to make it down the hill well, you exactly. know, like, the most believable UFO thing we've done so far has been actually our first episode, like, the Flatwoods yeah. Monster. We we were, like, kind of sold on that one, so it's, like, it's proof positive that, like, there are things and out there. And skunk apes. Yeah, and skunk apes. We skunk were, apes skunk are real. Yeah, obviously. We're pretty yeah, big on skunk definitely. apes. <laughs> but, like, definitely you know, Battle of Los Angeles, real. same story. It's just, it's, people want it to be weird, so it is. I wanted that one to be real so badly. Yeah. You can hear it. I want them all to be real, but if they're not real, they're not real, and I'm not going to argue with them. <laughs> and that's why we're the skeptics guide to the spooky exactly. side. Exactly. Because we're living up to our title. We don't have... I mean, like, we... we appro- I approach, at least. I'm, again, I won't speak for both of you guys, but we approach everything with the, uh, with the intent of this could be real, and then upon researching, we make a determination... As we're listening, as we're re- reading about it, like this most definitely is not. Yeah, <laughs> or this could be real. I mean, like the fact of the matter that we can can't really definitively prove anything except maybe like the Bunny Man. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we can't definitively prove that the Lizard Man is real or fake. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no. 
I was most okay, definitely a bear. a bear. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I still think I'm still thinking definitely was a bear that wandered down and, and fucked that lady's car up. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and ate her cat. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, she had like thirteen. So, <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm I'm gonna step down from my from the soapbox here and just like you know say that. I'll leave I'll leave our listeners with this before we wrap up. For everything that you read, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, look up a secondary source. Look up somebody who can back up what they're saying or that has done more in-depth research than you have to see if what they're saying is true. You should be able to at least cross-reference two different two different sources, right? They should be able to Absolutely. And if you're the lazy sort, uh, which I understand and I can empathize with, uh, yeah. you hear about something spooky that you want to believe in or know more about, send it to us and let yeah. us research it for you and make we'll it take a look. more ridiculous than it actually needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> and probably make it just like real stupid. Yep. Point out all its flaws. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like, too many times have I re- met somebody who's like, oh, I read this article, or oh, I read this thing, or oh, I saw this thing. And Reading doesn't like, I saw this on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Or my favorite, I saw a TikTok video. <laughs> just get your research shovel and get out there yeah. start digging. Yeah, and the, the other thing that people don't seem to do is, like, they don't read into the subtext of certain things. Like, the ancient aliens thing, uh... We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. The, the subtext behind that is super, like, you know... Racist. Like, <laughs> racist. Because it's like, you know, oh, these primitive cultures couldn't have possibly built these structures without the help of How extraterrestrials. They enough? <laughs> They're not as smart as white people. <laughs> <laughs> they could never have possibly made a stone smooth. Right yes. angles? Please. Posh? <laughs> yeah. That that kind of thing is definitely like heavily laced with a with a uh, a healthy a healthy dollop of racism. So. Yeah, I That's, mean, like yeah. if Fantastic. you went in there into the pyramids and found a fucking Xbox, maybe then we could talk. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just saying, I, they might not be capable of making an Xbox. But maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. But, but big stone anyway, structure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it for uh, that's it for. Uh, this particular episode thank you all for listening to us again like i said at the, up at the top be sure to like and subscribe and rate or review us on your listening platform of uh choice we super appreciate any of that because uh man we are we are looking to grow this thing and try to give more and more spooky things to our uh to our listeners indeed there's many big grounds to cover I say there's yeah, a lot cool of, of there's a lot of new topics coming. We, we got a whole we, we got a spreadsheet that we share between the three of us with the just spreadsheet ideas cover half of it. I know, nope. and we've picked subjects from not even included in the list. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just it's ever growing. So yeah, we barely yeah. scratched the surface of the spooky side. Yeah, yeah, and we could have like you know there's could be big stuff coming up. Uh, you know we're Maybe we'll we'll all be in one location together recording something at some point in the yes. future. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. It will be because 
for for those who can't tell, we're we're actually recording this all from like three separate locations. Yeah, uh, over I'm on Discord. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're not. I'm on. Uh, you're not a planet, right? <laughs> I no. I live on Pluto. I'm not a planet myself, sir. You are correct about that. I, I never claimed to be a planet, but I live on a planetoid. I'm. I'm All on right. Chiron Beta Five. <laughs> got that, got it. That's a trigger for Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about my fucking planetoid that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean Chiron Beta Five. I meant Chiron Beta Prime. Yes. Um, Merry Christmas. My robot. <laughs> thank you, Mike. My my, uh, my robot uh, overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Right. Uh, they'll get really upset if I mess up. Did those. they bake you a pie today? They did. You know, I love my soiling green. <laughs> all right. But you can follow us on all the things at SGSS pod. Uh, send us your emails. SGSS pod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. Uh, YouTube. We've got a couple of uh, episodes up there where Travis is drawing some drawings to, to uh, the podcast. I'll do more. It's I'll fun. catch up on some things. Tell me some more. Art. It's really first. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Felix Sunblade. You can also follow my miniature painting at Blue Blue Wizard Studio if you're interested in that sort of thing. Go go follow that. It's a good one. (laughs) I like it. I haven't updated it in a while because I've been super busy raising a child. uh, I can imagine it could take some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, hopefully to get back into... Yeah, hopefully to get back into doing that more. Um, And also... Uh, hoping to actually start streaming again. Uh, so if I do, that'll oh. be on Twitch at, uh, at Felix Sunblade. So you get can you a camera with there. a little magnifying glass where you can see you painting your miniatures. And I mean, I've got a camera back there. I know. You just get a, You need a really good zoom on it. And every, I mean, it's it's got a pretty. Decent I'm excited. Zoom. Oh no, it's it's good. It's good now. I'm saying, get microscopic with that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but yes and that's it that's it for me uh gentlemen you can also find me at alchemical alec on all the handles uh i'm at diff was here and i'll probably start doing more comedy shenanigans we got big plans brewing for that stuff and uh dead serious and all that many things approaching on the horizon like yeah. a ship that has just teleported in front of me here on yeah. the oceans of Pluto, <laughs> <laughs> and we should. Uh, is it David Jones? We, 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 and this is a uh, this is this is some inside baseball for us, but uh, we should promote Skeptic's Guide to the Spooky Side on the Dead Series feed. Just yes, we will. Put, yeah, throw indeed. out a promo. Uh, yes. So, yes. you know, we're working on Dead Series final season, uh, but in the meantime, if you want to hear more of our shenanigans, listen here. Indeed. So, all right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Uh, Thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for being the wonderful, gentle, docile listeners that you are. Sometimes not so uh, gentle. Yeah. yeah. We like it rough Peace. though. So. Yeah. It's okay. Just pull my hair. Listen so uh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> next time, uh next episode will be Travis? Indeed. I got a really cool one planned that Alec in particular is going to love. So. I cannot wait but until then my friends stay Stay spooky (laughs) 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 nurse ghost
Thank you for listening to the Skeptic's Guide to the Spooky Side. Be sure to rate and review us on your listening platform of choice. And subscribe to keep up with the podcast. Until next time, believers.